Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Pet Boarding and Daycare Podcast, the show that shares the secrets to unleashing the next phase of your pet business growth. Get ready for exclusive industry news, inspiring owner stories, and expert insights for growing a super successful pet care business. It's all happening right here on the Pet Boarding and Daycare Podcast, sponsored by Barclay Productions. Now, take your seats because the show is about to begin. Here's your host, the pet biz whiz himself, Dominic Hodgson. Well, hello, howdy, hola, and welcome to episode one of the Pet Boarding and Daycare Podcast with me, Dom Hodgson. Um, we did it, folks. We survived the curse of the pilot. We are into episode one. Uh, episode two has been recorded, edited, and you'll find out more about that next week. Um, but I just wanted to start by thanking everyone who subscribed, listened, and left us a nice review. It's been really uh, encouraging and heartening and warming um, to get lots of great feedback about the podcast. Um, couple of messages that we had. Brandon Code said, just listened to the pilot. This pod will be a hit. Looking forward to more episodes. Nice work. Thank you, Brandon. I hope you're right. Sarah Barnes from Who Lets Your Dog Out said, just finished listening to the pilot and totally loved it. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. And Henry from Scouts Honor said, listen this morning, excited about the topics. Loved you talking about a previous venture that didn't work out. Um, Yeah, this is something of a a trait of mine that you'll find as we go through the weekly episodes. Uh, I tend to share quite a bit about what's going on uh, in my life and in my business, and sometimes I even overshare. Um, But, you know, it's how I've always done things. I I always talk about the good things that's happening, the bad things that are happening, and the lessons that I learn from any positives and kind of successes and failures that I have in my business. So, 100% I'll be keeping that as a kind of a founding principle of the podcast really and I'm sure that the awesome guests I've got lined up will uh, will do exactly the same thing as well. Speaking of guests, this week I'm going to be talking to uh, Tim Jackson who is a doggy daycare owner in the northeast of England. He is also a dog trainer, he's done a bunch of different jobs And uh, Tim is going to be sharing more about his whole story and some of the kind of marketing breakthroughs uh, that he has discovered and actioned and which once you discover them on this pod, uh, you'll be able to action them in your business too. So that's to come up. Remember, before that, we have a Facebook group for the podcast. And you can join by just searching for Pet Boarding and Daycare Podcast with Dominic Hodgson. Um, yeah, be part of the conversation, you know, join the Facebook group. Uh, another thing you should do as well, if this is your first experience of, of me and uh, Barclay, the sponsor, uh, then I should tell you about their print and digital magazine, Pet Boarding and Daycare magazine. Uh, this is a publication which comes out six times a year, so every other month. And January and February's issue is out now, and it contains a bunch of really fantastic articles, including uh, a piece by bookkeeper Stephen Thompson, who talks about why you need to know your numbers as a pet care business owner. Uh, Mary Tan talks about the findings of a cat study sponsored by Cat Person and conducted by Pet Partners. And it has lots of interesting nuggets about 
how cat owners actually feel about their cats. Really interesting. And my good buddy, Fern Camacho, shares seven ways to build better connections with your customers. And there's a bunch of other great articles in there too. If you aren't already a subscriber, if you want to find out more, uh, you can check out this month's edition and you can subscribe to the magazine um, by going to petboardinganddaycare.com. Now then, uh, this week is National Storytelling Week, and I'm a big fan of telling stories in your business. Um, you should talk about your business origin story. You should tell client stories in the form of case studies and testimonials, and also like behind the scenes stories about what is going on at your facility. You know, what it is that you do that makes you different from the competition. And this kind of telling stories ties in with the, the old marketing adage of, you know, don't tell people how you can help them, show them how you can help them. And you can show people through the pictures and videos that you share on social media and you have on your website, uh, but you can also share more details and you can give dog owners in your town a better understanding of what you do and how you can help them through the stories that you tell about your business. So in National Storytelling Week, uh, I want you this week to really try and tell more stories about your business. Uh, successes that you've had, your business origin story. You know, what happened in the daycare this week that made you smile and made you really proud of the service that you offer, you know? Have you had some feedback from a client lately uh, where they shared how your service has helped them have a better life with their dog? Okay, take that story and turn it into some marketing. And um, on the subject of stories, uh, we're going to hear a business story now because earlier this month, I went and I did a field visit uh, with Tim Jackson, who is uh, one of my elite coaching clients. Tim's been with me for about three or four years. Uh, Tim hated his business at one point. Um, it was causing him a lot of stress. Uh, he wasn't making enough money. And he was just really frustrated at the fact that he couldn't, he couldn't turn his passion into a really profitable business. Uh, however, he turned it all around, and you're going to hear now how we did that. Tim, good to see you again, buddy. You uh, Tell everyone, tell everyone where we are, where we are, you know, like in the country, because it's a worldwide audience. So give us a bit of a. Um... So we are in uh, South Shields, which is the northeast of England, uh, not actually far from Dominic. Um, we are in South Shields, uh, and I've been here for well, I've been in the daycare for eight years, been running business for fifteen, coming up for sixteen years now. Cool. So let's get straight into. Uh, well, actually, first let's uh, t what tell me a bit about the area then. You know, Sh South Shields. South Shields. So I'm born and bred sand dancer. I've never left South Shields, um, apart from holidays and things like that. But uh, I love South Shields. It's a, a nice seaside resort, uh, far better than Sunderland. Uh... <laughs> which is where I live, boys and girls. Which is only five ten miles up the road. So he's. Uh, He's already started. You said you've been running this, you've been here for 15 years. Tell us uh, so I'm, how did it all begin? Right, so I'm a vet nurse by trade. Um, I used to work in practice as head veterinary nurse and being in practice, you got to know a lot of owners, uh, a lot of clients and there was this one particular client came in and said, oh, I don't suppose you could look after the dog for us. Could you as I go away on holiday? And I say, oh, yeah, sure, why not? But then they told their friend and then their friend told their friend, and before I, before I knew it, everyone wanted this vet nurse uh, to look after their dog when they were away on holiday. So what started off as a little bit of pocket money, I was like, I'm going to have to make this a little bit more 
serious and mm. declare it and things like that. Um, and in 2008, Petstream Press was established. We started purely as a, a home boarding service and it was just me, uh, but then there was a demand for dog walking. Now, personally, at the time, I'd I couldn't give up my vet nurse job to go and do dog walking. Uh, I lived by myself, so financially wise, it just wouldn't have wouldn't have worked potentially at that time. Maybe if I'd met Dom fifteen years ago, it would <laughs> it would have worked. But uh, at that moment in time, it just wouldn't have. I had uh, bills to pay and things like of course, that. Yeah. But I took on I took on a few members of staff, so I took on a few members of staff, and then they could then offer the dog walking. I had. Round about this time, I had a, a very problematic German Shepherd puppy um, who caused me a lot of grief and a lot of stress. Uh, she had major separation anxiety when she was uh, when she was younger. Hand up, my completely my fault. I was very inexperienced, uh, but um, as a result of, of her behaviours, she got me. I guess she unleashed my passion for behaviour and training. Mm. I actually got out a behaviourist at the time to help us, uh, and when I started seeing the results, I was like, "Wow, this is great!" And then. I then went off to did a number of courses, um, and then I started running local puppy training classes, and then I started off on one-to-one training, all while still working in practice as well too. I was doing the local puppy parties at the practice, um, and then I qualified to become a canine behaviourist, um, and started working with a lot of behavioural cases like dog-to-dog aggression and things like that. Um, and it got to a stage well I met my current wife um, and it got to a stage current wife <laughs> yeah come on you never know poor what, Rebecca you never know what happens <laughs> down the line but um, so I met my, I met my wife and um, it got to a stage where I was leaving the house ridiculously early in the morning not getting back till 10 o'clock at night by the time I'd finished all my appointments and then when I was getting back I was doing all my paperwork and then just going to bed and starting all over again. Um, so I decided something had to give. Um, and I talk, I did talk about it briefly with Rebecca. Um, and then I'm quite an impulsive person. And there was this one particular day I went to work and I was like, sod it. And so I went to see me, bo- me boss and I was like, right, I'm handing me notice. That's it. End of. Uh, I go home, tell Rebecca. And she's like, you do realise we're getting married at the end of this year, don't you? And I was like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> We've got all, I've got it all under control. So I left. It was a difficult decision. I loved my time in practice. Absolutely. But I love working for myself mm. more. Um, so I gave up, did a little bit of locum work for a little bit just to kind of make sure there was still money coming Keep the in. pennies coming in, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. whilst I kind of built up the training and behaviour side. And in my head, I, I always decided I'd wanted, I wanted a daycare. Uh, not just any daycare, but I had certain ideas in my head about the daycare I wanted, which we'll come on to in a little bit. Hmm. Um, and so, see, I didn't plan to open the daycare whilst on the year while getting married. That would have just... We wouldn't have got married if I said I was going to spend any more <laughs> money. I mean, I, I already... Um, just on a little sidestep, I already spent some of the wedding fund to go and have an evening with Arnold Schwarzenegger, which didn't go down well, but uh, he's me idol, so it had to be done. And I said, it's once in a lifetime opportunity, Rebecca. I was like, if you met, so if you, there was a chance for you to meet someone that you liked, you would be there as well. Uh, but it wasn't actually a once in a lifetime opportunity because he came back the following year and I went to see him again too. So, But that's by the by. Uh, so so we, we, have, we, have we got pictures we can overlay this video I do with? I definitely have pictures of, it, of me with a night with Arnold. Because he was so. he recently did a documentary on Netflix and I never saw he, ne- he never interviewed you he never, no, he never I know well unfortunately I wasn't I wasn't available I was at one of your elite meetings Dom so that's what it is I have to priorities exactly. always priorities <laughs> exactly so. <laughs> so, so so it sounds like then it was kind of which is happens to a lot of pet business owners I think you know you you, you fell into it almost because you were asked 
to if you could look after a dog and yeah. so that began the boarding business and then you kind of smartly i think at the time you know you wanted to keep the security of your your uh, regular wage working as a vet nurse you started up the dog walking side of things you know as as happened with myself you know you a, a dog that you owned kind of fired off a passion for training and then so you added that on so it, it's kind of like bit by bit by bit and yeah. it sounds like the daycare was the, the the final piece of the puzzle that yeah enabled you to take that leap definitely so uh, i think it was literally the month before we got married this this place became available um and rebecca was humming and hawing don't do it don't do it we're getting married but i was like this is just like the time now mm. like i need to just get the keys um and i'm doing it so <laughs> i went out and i did it um and i got the keys and then we spent around about eight eight months getting the place the way i wanted it to be um and then we opened in august 2015 Oops. um and then that's kind of when I guess a lot of struggles started because mm. this was pre-dom. Mm. Um, so for the first year, rel we're relatively busy. Um, mm -hmm. There was a lot of dogs coming through the doors. We were offering so many services, so lots of different services. We're still doing the home boarding, we're still doing the dog walking, I was still going out doing training behaviour, mm. we're doing grooming as well too. Uh, we had nighttime classes, so we were doing our puppy schools here, we had other socialisation classes, we were doing agility classes. The list just goes on, mm. as Dom knows. Um, and then we kind of hit the VAT threshold, um, which hit very, very hard, uh, because I was... I'll be honest, price-wise, I was very, very low. I was looking, there was one other daycare in the area, and I was like, oh, must be lower than them. Um, so I was very, very low with my pricing, and then, but we were still making enough to kind of hit the VAT threshold. Mm -hmm. So um, once that happened, I was kind of thrown back at how much money I was going to be losing to the government. Um, and as a result, after humming and hawing, I took on a second job, which is something that I said when I left the vet work, that wasn't something I was going to do. Uh, as it goes, I loved the second job I had. Um, it was only ever going to be a short-term thing. Um, but I did it just to kind of see if things were going to change in the mm -hmm. business. Uh, but the Batman just kept taking more and more money. Uh, so as a result, I decided to leave the second job and I sadly had to let two members of staff go at the daycare um, and I stepped in more to the daycare did a lot more um, hands on with the daycare which I enjoyed doing uh, but I was sharp getting back into that old habit of working every hour under the sun mm, mm. Um, which is something I, I, I said I wasn't going to do it sounds like you well I know because I, I know you well anyway but the, the the struggles that you had with reaching the VAT threshold for anybody sort of stateside it, I think it's what is it like seven and a half seven thousand something a month 85 grand a year or something basically isn't it when you yeah. when you hit that you get this like VAT value added tax added on which is 20% so you immediately have to pay 20% of everything that you're then making um, which is a big reason why when in, in the coaching groups don't we? we we encourage people to have a plan in place so you can kind of bust straight through this yeah. and get past six figures as quickly as possible mm -hmm. and, and beyond you know but um i didn't have that plan no I, I well no and, and not, not a lot of people do you yeah. know at the time and so they, they they get stuck in this but i think i think where you were kind of maybe is more stuck because correct me if i'm wrong were, were the numbers of the day was the number of dogs in the daycare pretty healthy was yeah, it was more kind healthy. of the economics of the business weren't set up to 
facilitate, the, the, you know, give you the lifestyle that you wanted, you know, and yeah. give you the business that it you wanted. Was, sadly, it was all down to price, and yeah. really, it was everything was down to price, and I was scared at the time, thinking, oh no, I can't be offering this. Um, we're in South Shields, it can't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, people won't pay it, um, and I was kind of st- stuck in that mindset of I'm not, I can't up my prices, even when we hit the VAT threshold. I refused to put the 20% on for the client. Mm. I was like, oh no, if no one's going to pay that, I'm going to have to take the hit on it. Um, hence why, another reason why I decided to let two members of staff go. Yeah, of course. Uh, because I was, I was again just working for, for peanuts. Mm. Um, they were all getting their wage, but I was coming away with very, very little. I wasn't even working for minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was coming away with very, very little. Um, and Rebecca, I was question constantly um, I thought you Understandably, said this was, yeah, I thought you know. this was going to make you loads of yeah. money I thought we we're going to have all the holidays in the world this and that and the etc etc and it just wasn't going my way uh, but yes so I was introduced to your 33 best ideas uh, which came at a really good time because I believe it was um, the January time when I when it happened and I just had a really bad Christmas where I didn't really have a lot of money to spend on the kids uh, we only had two at the time we've got four now uh, but <laughs> that's a different story uh, so <laughs> different podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that um, but it was heartbreaking because I'm not the sort of person that likes to spot like I'm not one of these people where they like the post pictures on Christmas Eve of the mounds of presents that they've got for the children and things like that but I was upset that I couldn't get them everything that they had hmm. asked for. Yeah, your on family and your kids yeah. are everything to you. I know they are. They yeah, are. Yeah. So it was really, really sad. So I think that came at a good time. And I did actually work my way through the 33 ideas. I know I said 15, but we all <laughs> make mistakes. Uh, so <laughs> I did work my way through the 33 ideas. And I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised, with how quick things were starting to change. Just with little, simple ideas. And it wasn't... Some things I was doing, but just wasn't doing the right way. Mm-hmm. Other things I never really thought about doing. Um, and I'd read a number of different books to try and help us, but nothing kind of aligned with me as, as much as these 33 best ideas. They, were, they just kind of spoke my language, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did it. And then I had my first then phone call with Dom. Uh, and that's when... I remember that call too. Yeah. I remember that call. I think I was on the way to the gym. Mm-hmm. And so I took the call, I, pl- I t- timed it so that I would speak to you before I went in the gym. And we d- I did the call with you. I was in the car park at the time. I don't know if I ever told you that. But <laughs> yeah. I do remember that. I do remember that first call. Yeah. You know, because I remember coming off the call thinking, if he, you know, you know, it sounded like you got it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got what I was talking about. I could tell you were a, it was a bit scary, but like you got it. And I came off the call thinking, do you know, what? if he goes away and does what we've talked about today like things can start turning around for him pretty quickly yeah well so and they did and so i upgraded to become a platinum member and then again things dramatically changed um and things were going very very well hit covid uh, yeah so but, mm. but and i've said this many times to, to you dom of if it wasn't for your support during covid i don't think i'd still be here now if i was still under the same mindset i had prior to meeting you I don't think we would have still been here. So, mm. Dom, you know you offered a lot of support anyway. Um, and I can only thank you. I can't thank you enough for that, I should say. No, you're welcome. Um, I think a big part, you know, we, we were... I mean, everybody's been suffered massively. My business suffered, you know, the coaching side of things as well as the dog adventure side of things. But the, I think at the at the time because we would it was playing out in real time wasn't it you know so everyone's at home you know isolated watching the televisions every day 
waiting for the latest update what's going on you know and like for me i'm i'm like well i've i've, I've got a coaching call today with these guys uh you know i i'm gonna get myself up for this yeah. <laughs> because if i'm not up for it they're not gonna be up for mm-hmm. it you know so um yeah it was i think it was a i think ev- i think everybody helped each other as well you know yeah, like totally. you because i knew you were kind of counting on me i had to step up and then the way that you guys stepped up showing up in your communities doing facebook challenges and staying top of mind with your clients so that when we did come out of it we would be the ones that would be the winners you know we were yeah. the guys that would have, that was the plan wasn't it that it we was. laid, laid I mean, out in all fairness dom you kind mm. of the challenge that was something you planned prior to covid anyway because mm. i already had a challenge set up it mm. just so happened that it fell on the first day of their lockdown <laughs> yeah. so uh, i already had kind of the challenge set up which was great um and then as a result of that first challenge i then sold different programs and um yes of course it wasn't going to make as much money as it was running the daycare but mm. it tied us through it got us through and i guess the thing that was important just very similar to what you've said showing up mm. because we were showing up on a regular basis for people sat at home when we did reopen the doors, we're chocker. Hmm. People hadn't forgot about us. People were dying to get the dogs yeah. back in with us. Um, and we, um, we, we, we bounced back for, for the most part. I think almost everybody in like Dom's world, and not the only ones, a lot of other people did as well who practiced this stuff mm-hmm. that we were doing. We, we, we bounced back a lot faster, didn't yeah. we? You know, totally. like it was still a tough recovery for everyone, but some people didn't recover and they mm-hmm. never quite got through it. So it was about like, it was all about look how can we make the best of whatever the hell yeah. this new world looks like when we come out with this and we did okay we did very well i mm. mean during that time obviously i created my sense space as well yeah. which we can talk yeah. about in a little bit um i introduced school trips to the to the um kind of upsells yeah let's let's talk about the upsells that, yeah. uh, quickly then so um what what um what upsells were you offering before before a dog <laughs> well I think we know the answer to that one <laughs> Zero, well, were you offering any then what was it just kind of your bog standard just daycare, bog standard daycare and right. that half was day it. full day half day full day standard. that's it very standard yes. yeah so no nothing you've got a smile on your face but this mm. is like this is still pretty common you mm-hmm. know it's like for not just for daycares but for kennels and resorts and things like that yeah. you know they it's like well this is what yeah, everyone else yeah does, this is what so. everyone else does so, so let's mm-hmm. do it so it, well, I, we might not have time because this is a pretty short interview we're going to be doing but talk us through some of the upsells that you've introduced yeah so we started with uh, adventures so we started introducing adventures uh, then we started introducing scent adventures as well too and then we started doing um, school trips we have our scent space which people can upgrade to go to the scent space as well too um, we now also do picnics we have forest school um, magical mondays so there's a number of so well lots and lots of upsells now mm. for people to choose from as mm. well and they're mm. all very very popular mm. um as soon as we i mean forest schools our newest one uh we're now fully booked for that for the next yeah. six months and that was just something we we launched in um in december yeah. uh, and it filled up very very quickly mm. um oh, which mm-hmm. is great that's what we want um yeah. and it's it's a, a great little adventure for the dogs the owners love it to enjoy watching the video afterwards it's, it's very enriching for the dogs as mm, well too yeah. uh, and us as a staff we enjoy doing it as yeah. well so and that's the thing i think with all of these upsells we all enjoy doing them as well yeah. too so and i think that portrays across to the dogs portrays across to the owners as well um and if we kind of go back to the end of covid when the world was scared to do anything um i came to you and i was like 
think I want to introduce a membership. Um, and that's when you obviously filled me with all these different wonderful ideas, right? Yes, definitely you need different levels, blah, blah, blah. So I just went with the, I want a membership. Uh, right. But then it was you that came up with all the great, wonderful ideas. Yeah, the tiers. And, yeah, yeah, the different yeah, tiers yeah. and things like that. But again, prior to the Dom world, I wouldn't have even considered doing that post-COVID, post, mm. post what had happened. Mm. Um, it would have just been a, oh no, can't do that. People don't want that. Uh, but everyone wanted it. And yeah. I think bar three or four, everyone signed up to a level of the membership as well too. So yeah. and as yeah. a result, now we're a members only VK, so everyone yeah. has to sign up to a membership. It's similar to what you said about you know the upsells. If you think about the upsell as like an just an enhanced experience you know and as as human beings we're looking for these enhanced experiences as well whether it's you know do you want a mcflurry with your happy meal or whether it's you know me taking beth away for the weekend and you know we get an email the night before that says you know would you like chocolate covered strawberries in your room you know now uh, truthfully, Tim, I'm not a big fan of chocolate-covered strawberries. <laughs> I'm not really going to eat any of them. And, I, and I'd, I think Beth would probably rather have chocolate and strawberries. She wouldn't necessarily like chocolate-covered strawberries. Uh-huh. But it, it's a magical... It's going to enhance the experience, isn't it? So I'm just going to say yes. Yeah. And I did say yes. <laughs> and I did eat some as well. But that that this sort of win-win-win thing that you're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like you're, the, the client's winning because the dog's having an enhanced experience, so they get to feel good about what they're giving the dog the dogs have an enhanced experience because they're getting more one-to-one time or more enrichment or more stimulation or whatever the staff are loving it (laughs) because now they've got stuff to do Mm -hmm. you know rather than just you know i know and you know it's far easier to entertain a dog by maintaining control and maintaining uh, attention than it is to try and get the attention back again once the dog's getting distracted you know so that so so it's better for the staff and obviously for the business it's a huge win because this is where all of the kind of hidden money that I talk about is is hidden. You know, yeah. it's it's in the okay. What are all of the different? You know, we've got the daycare, we've got the building. People are paying us for the the, the, the safety and the exercise that their dogs are going to get throughout the day, so they don't have to worry about them at work. Yeah. That's the business basics. Then it's like. Okay, what are all of the other different ways now that we can enhance this experience and make more money? And I think you've been a fantastic example of all of these different things that you can do with the stuff that you've just listed, you know? So, um, and I'm 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 not guessing, I know, but it's transformed the... How you thought of your reputation, the economics of the business, hasn't it as well? Oh, totally, without a doubt. So, I mean, obviously we've just had Christmas as well too, Mm -hmm. and I just didn't have to worry. Like, it's not... It's not causing me financial strain anymore, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, I'm getting a good wage. I know I've, I can always pay the bills. Everything's mm-hmm. always sorted, uh, and I've just got a better, a better live, a better living uh, lifestyle really now mm-hmm. as a result mm-hmm. of it as well too. So, mm-hmm. and I, I just love it. I love coming to work. It's not a stress coming to work. It used to be when I first opened the daycare, thinking, oh god, I'm going to work to like make some pennies today mm. literally making some pennies for myself mm. Mm. Uh, whereas now it's it's always a pleasure to come to work obviously we've got the joy uh, anyone that works with dogs knows it's great fun to work with dogs but there's so much more to it than that as well too and the enrichment that we offer the dogs now has just dramatically changed this daycare as well too. yeah yeah i mean it's a big thing it, 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 i think anybody smart <laughs> is doing this already mm-hmm. Um, some kind of enrichment I mean I started off my business 
not offering anything like that, thinking that it was enough to just put the dogs on lead, walk them for 45 minutes, let them off lead for 10 minutes, then walk them back. Mm-hmm. didn't take very long for that to, to kind <laughs> of, you know, for me to really dread that moment when I was going to have to let the dogs off lead because mm-hmm. I was losing control, you know, yeah. they're chasing after rabbits, they're mauling and, you know, roughhousing each mm-hmm. other. And then, like, I put them back on lead again and, like, be cursing to myself all the way back to the van and, uh, yeah, which led me to find John Rogerson and then Dave Davies and then they opened my eyes to all these different things that we can be doing. I remember John saying, <laughs> remember John saying in a, when I explained this is what I do on my dog adventures, mm-hmm. you know, and he said, why are you walking the dogs at all? You know, why don't you just throw a ball for them? It'll save you time. And yeah, you know, I was like, mm, I never really thought about it like that, you know. Um, but I, mean, I didn't just throw a ball for them, but it was... Uh, yeah, it, it and that so so that was my kind of introduction to enrichment and um, relationship building. You know, like you know where it's not just about obviously the dogs are with each other and it's great and they're socialising and they're um, getting to be a dog, <laughs> but they're they're getting human interaction, aren't they? You know, the humans leading, which is important. Obviously, for the safety inside of the the unit, the facility, but it's also important for the owner. You yeah, know, because oh, totally. the the, you know, the owner. You know, you don't want the dog to learn that the only way you can have fun is with another dog. Because yeah. otherwise, what joy is that going to be for the owner exactly. to take them for a walk and stuff? Exactly. Yeah. And there's so many, there's so many dog trainers and behaviourists that don't have a daycare that would actually roll their eyes at the thought of a daycare mm. because there's so many daycares out there that aren't offering any form mm. of enrichment, mm. any form of one-to-one time with the dogs. Uh, there's so many that it's literally just an open arena and the dogs are just literally free running around all day mm. yes it's going to burn some energy off them but it's going to also cause a lot of problems as well too uh, potentially outside for the owners potentially inside for the staff and for the other dogs as well too so yeah. I think enrichment is so going back to what I said originally when I wanted to open the daycare I always had a plan of I want to be different to everyone else I don't just want to be a bog a bog standard daycare I would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to go and do something a little bit different, uh, and I always wanted to have this enrichment based thing as well too going on. So, and I think we've got that. I think you have definitely, yeah. So, um, and the, the marketing side of things, because Tim, uh, as voted for by the attendees of Impact Twenty Twenty Three, won. Tell us, Tim. Marketer of the year. Marketer of the year, yeah, and it was well deserved as well. Uh, Kathy King won it the year before. She had done a bang up job with mm-hmm. her um, the dog adventure park that she kind of runs. Um, and then you took the title uh, last year, and and I plan to keep it again. This year. <laughs> oh well, watch this face, boys and girls. Um, I think you might have some competition, but yeah, I think you'll put up a good fight as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so talk us through some of the kind of because um, I like I said, I think I feel like you uh, are someone who. You know, one one of the things that people go through this kind of conversion, you know, when they when they come into Dom's world or when they sign up with another coach or whatever, and like they you they kind of thinking, "Mm, I I hope this works, you know, (laughs) like I hope these I hope everyone doesn't leave when I increase my prices. (laughs) I hope someone takes the upsells, you know. I hope they don't just throw this newsletter in the bin or whatever. Um, But you kind of you kind of you kind of ran with everything you know the systemizing of the marketing using all the different kinds of media um building up your own kind of personal profile um and i think just very quickly tell us about the kind of you know the moment when um (laughs) the moment when you were getting all that media from me 
Can you remember when you, you were getting the you were listening to the podcast or something oh, yes, like that? Yes, yes, yes. So, CD. Uh, that was kind of what <laughs> what got me signed up to Dom. So um, when I'd finished the thirty three best uh, best ideas and I'd signed up to Impact, um, before I even had a call with Dom, uh, probably two months free in the PBIC, I remember I just sat in the house and. Um, He'd already sent us a CD, uh, and I think he'd sent us a book and something else. Uh, I can't quite remember everything that was sent, but there was a lot. Uh, and I remember I had him on this. I had I was listening to um, an interview that he was doing on on the CD. Uh, I had his book sat on the kind of the coffee table. Uh, I had my laptop open. There was just email after email from him, not from literally every second. Uh, you will sign up. You every will day. sign up. <laughs> but there was there was an email from every day, and I was re- re- reading through them. Um, and then there was a knock at the door opened the door and it was the postman with a parcel I was like hmm. first actually the first thing I thought was what's the wife ordered now but then it had my name on it and I was like oh what's this and I opened it and there was a package from Dom and I was like right this guy is now coming through my mail he's on my CD player he's on my laptop and his book sat on my uh, coffee table this guy definitely knows what he's talking about this is the guy I need to be signing up to and mm. I think that's kind of that and then following our first initial call that's what made me think I don't want to just be gold I need to be diamond I need to be mm. cracking on with everything straight away you've practiced that as well so you've done newsletters mm-hmm. you do newsletters yeah. how many books have you written now uh, I'm currently about to publish my fifth book so fifth book yeah. brilliant and so what's that done for you uh, oh massively so when I first the first book in particular was a massive game changer that kind of um, got me kind of in the door with a uh, with the local uh, like uh, reporter from the newspaper, mm-hmm. um, we had a, a very special event, like a launch, a launch, um, a launch event here for it. Um, and I think people kind of see me now more as a as an expert rather mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. rather than just or oh, just another local trainer or a dog behaviorist. Um, and not only that, buddy. We can say it, a, a bit of a celebrity. You know, yeah. you kind of you're sprinkling a bit of that. We, we're not saying that as in. You know. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you a story anyway. So tell me the story. So we love stories. Dom loves his stories. So, um, I so I run. I do karate with um, with my son and now my daughter. Um, and this was a, a couple of years ago. I was out. Um, were out for it was the adults' Christmas party. So the adults of the class all went out. Um, and one of the um instructors there, a mom came along, and she kept looking at us. And I was like, well, I'm I'm used to this. People look at us all the time. No, I didn't say that really. And then she was like. She said to her daughter, do you know who that is? And she was like, yeah, it's Tim. No, but do you know who that is? She's like, it's that famous dog person. (laughs) And obviously I've lived on that for the last two years. So, (laughs) (laughs) No, but this is like a a powerful part of it. You know, we know people, whether they do, whether they should or they shouldn't, they, they want to know what celebrities are doing. You know, they follow them. They, they, they they listen to them, you know, Mm -hmm. so we have influencers, you know, who um, shouldn't be influenced anymore, yeah. but they are because they've got this big following and stuff, you mm-hmm. know. And we're kind of doing that on a micro level, yeah. a very targeted niche level, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're not a, you're not you. You, I, you would never say, and I could never say that about myself that I'm a, a you know, a, lo- a a local celebrity like a, you know, a footballer or yeah. a what you know, something like that. But you, but within our niche, mm-hmm. you know, there's certainly there's a celebrity authority expert status about it, because we write, we publish, we speak, you know, we create content, we're, we we show up, we show up yeah, as well. That's the thing. I think yeah. we're and that's a lesson, a very early lesson I took from Dom was make sure you are 
visible everywhere mm. um, don't just rely on Facebook don't just rely on this or that make sure you're visible everywhere as well too mm. and that's something that I've always I've always tried to practice so a couple other things I want to talk about as well are the some of the things you've done promotional wise you know like mm-hmm. I said you've ran with the newsletter you've um, made the place more exclusive with the addition of the membership um, but the your your Christmas um, production has yeah, become so something of a uh, <laughs> something has. of legendary status. I'm just, I'm just waiting for someone to pick <clears throat> us up on the offer of, uh, <laughs> of making my movie into an actual movie. But, uh, so, in uh, it was 2020 when we just had COVID. I obviously the world was just miserable, wasn't it? So mm. I was like, I want to do something to try and cheer everyone up a little bit. Um, and we. Um, we every year since opening of the, the daycare we've run a, an annual Santa for strays uh-huh. so every year uh, we gather donations and then around about Christmas Eve we take all the donations to a local shelter uh, for the animals that sadly are going to have a home this Christmas so it's just a the way I always kind of say it is it's a way to put a wag in their tail uh, obviously we know that they don't they know it's Fantastic. not Christmas Fantastic. but it's a great yeah. it's always a great, it's always been a great cause um, so anyway I decided in uh, 2020 post-Covid, uh, whilst we were still kind of going through all these different lockdowns and everything that was going on, I was like, I'm going to do a nativity, and I'm going to, um, it's going to feature all of the dogs. I'm going to be Joseph. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, um, I told the staff, and they were like, right, and I was like, it's going to be great. You're just going to have to go with it. Um, and so we did, I mean, I didn't give myself much uh, time to prepare this one. It was kind of a, again, a very impulsive decision, like we're doing a nativity and this is going to be great. We're going to have a premiere night for the clients to come and see it. Obviously, it, it wasn't a live show. It would have just been carnage. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so we recorded it all. and um, well, That I would pay a ticket for, though. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a nice pan at my memory. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but we did, um, I recorded all around South Shields. We recorded things in the daycare centre as well we, we obviously were stuck to the story of G, baby Jesus being born but I added my own little unique twist on it as well too mm-hmm. um, and it was just it, I didn't expect it to go as crazy as it did like everyone absolutely just went crazy for it uh, they absolutely loved it we had the media so we had, we had TV um, news uh, newspapers mm. radios everyone was just going on and on about this nativity um that massively helped raise awareness of this business as well too it helped raise massive awareness for the santa for strays so we did it as yeah. part of the santa for strays um and then in my head at that time it was kind of just going to be well, well there we go we've done a nativity that's it but then the clients obviously wanted more um <laughs> and so uh, all all of um 2020 what were you even know it in <laughs> 2021 um 2022 i should say they were going on and on like what are you doing next what are you doing next and i was like Oh, right okay I'll think of something and so I decided uh, to do uh, my own unique version of Scrooge um, again I tied it into the Santa for Strays um, and again that was really really popular <coughs> um, we were on ITV uh, we were on the local news again radios newspapers everyone just was blown away by it um, and then last year we uh, I decided to create my own story um, called The Winter's Tale, um, which again went really, really well, but we always have a premiere night for the daycare owners. So before it kind of goes live to the world, we have a premiere night for the owners. Previous years, we've had... Um, had which doubles as kind of a customer appreciation. Yeah, night, totally, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So previous years, <laughs> we've 
had we've had people come along to the daycare centre. We've had a big screen put up. Uh, we've presented them with hot chocolate, popcorn, mince pies, cookies. Uh, they always get a little gift when they come along as well too. Um, and then they've watched the production. Uh, I've made it into a little bit of a marketing thing where I've interviewed all the owners as well too. Yeah. Uh, prior and once they finished it as well too. So it always went really well. But last year, uh, I decided I wanted to make it even bigger and even better. So we decided last year to um, to hire out a venue um, so that we could premiere it in there. So there was going to be plenty of food available, there was drinks available, uh, everyone bought me drinks. So it went terribly wrong by the end when I was trying to play bingo with them and things like that and yeah. the Christmas quiz. But it was a great, great night. And even, I mean, yes, yeah, so I know we only, we're only in January, but people are still talking about that Absolutely. night. They're still saying how much they thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. They're saying they can't wait for next year's already. So I kind mm. of ended, um, because it was my own unique little story, I ended last year's one with kind of a teaser for what's coming next year and oh, this wow. year. Nice. Um, so they know what's, they know that yeah. we're going to be doing the Santa pause next year. Mm -hmm. They just don't know anything else about no, it. At no, this no, no. And I, you don't know anything else I either because you, you haven't written it yet. <laughs> no, but no, I've got a few ideas in my head, but yeah, I don't have them. <laughs> I think uh, the, these have been tremendous. And this year, like you said, top the lot, you know, as a, I must say I'm a big fan and I teach my guys about customer appreciation events you know if you can tie it into something like that mm -hmm. where the clients get an opportunity to show off their dogs and yeah. you know feel recognized and get rewarded you know we've had some people who they give awards out and stuff and you had the food and the drink yeah, and, and all that too, kind yeah, of thing as well you play games and it's like it it kind of ties in with this um like what we're doing with the membership and everything else where you we're, we're really creating a community aren't we you know yeah, where totally. it's obviously it's a business and we got to make money and at the most recent event you did that was where we pitched the new elite yeah, level elite of the, level, the yeah. membership wasn't it? you know so where we're, we're leveraging all of the stuff that we're doing to benefit the business but you can do that and you can create this feeling of we're not just a business yeah. you know we're not just a daycare we're a family and yeah feels we're a family, family and yeah exactly that buddy mm -hmm. yeah you know it's a it's a club it's a community it's a you know it, it's more than what that guy down the street is offering yeah I, I think you i think what's been great about this is the, the transformation in the business i think it's from a time off point of view, from a, the way you've organized it and the way you've got it, where you've got this good pipeline of people coming in all the time. And when they're coming in, we're ascending them and we've got this pipeline from the puppy classes to the daycare and everything yeah. else that you've done. Um, it's enabled you to like be the dad that you want to be, you know? Yeah, totally, absolutely. Um, I mean, don't get us wrong, after two weeks off with them, I was definitely <laughs> ready to come back to, back to work. But uh, no, I like, I do enjoy having more time with them as well because kids are only young for a certain period of time and I don't want to miss that. Hmm. I don't want to, my dad always worked a lot and I didn't, he was always there on like weekends and would take us out, but he did work a lot during the day um, and I didn't see much of him during the week, especially during holiday times and things like that. So I wanted to make sure that I'm, I can see more of my, my kids growing grown as the grown up as well too uh, I mean my dad did a great job don't get it yeah, yeah. He was he, when he got in from work he would always take us like the chippy or something mm, like that mm. or do something fun with us mm. but uh, but yeah I want to be around more during the day with them and doing activities taking them out for the days and things during the holidays so cool brilliant Tim thanks so much for your time You're very buddy. welcome it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure to uh, speak to you and, and thanks for being so honest um, about the ups and the downs and uh, letting us in on some of the kind of secrets to how you've secrets of your success um 
Yeah, thanks so much, buddy. You, really are, my, pr- you are my biggest secret, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> my secret to success is Dom the <laughs> I set him up for that, didn't I? No, seriously, thanks a lot, buddy. You're very welcome. You've been tremendous. You're welcome. Thanks to Tim for sharing his amazing story. And I think Tim is a great example of someone who has been on a real journey. And, and you can chart the progress of his business with the way that he increases marketing knowledge and how he took action on that as well. So he didn't just learn, but he put it into practice. All the things that he talked about, you know, his his newsletter, getting PR for the business, writing a book, introducing upsells and a, and a membership, uh, hosting customer appreciation events. And for the last three years, he's written and produced his own Christmas movie starring his daycare dogs. Great work, Tim. You can find out more about Tim by going to pets2impress.com. That's pets, the number two, impress.com. Now, next week, we're going to hear some startup stories from folk who are uh, just about to open a daycare or who have just opened their first daycare. And we're also going to be getting some advice from people who are a bit further down the journey for what they would do, the number one thing that is most important to them uh, for a new doggy daycare business owner. So that's what we got coming up next week. Remember, if you are interested in becoming a sponsor of the show, you can email jamessevers at james at barclay.com. But for now, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a nice review, and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Pet Boarding and Daycare Podcast. To ensure you never miss an episode, make sure you hit subscribe right away. And if you need more help to grow your pet care business, then reach out to Dom at PetBusinessMarketing.com.